with everybody's permission. Express today. Today, happiest Thursday. Today's year is dedicated to the Benjamin Ben Yitzchak, Yehuda Ben David, Rinat Malkabadan, Shimon Ben Mishael, Yitzchak Ben Shalomo, Yaakov Ben Moshe, Yoshua Ben Yitzchak, Benjamin Ben David, Rachel Bat Yosef, Osnat Bat Yehuda, Yaakov Ben Benjamin, and for the refuah Shemar, Shemuel Ben Rachel, Esther Bachana, Dan Ben Esther, Yehuda Ben Esther, Yosef Ben Yafan, Nisan Ben Chana, and Av Shalomo Ben Shamsi. Uh, we are learning about Chinuch today. Chinuch, educating our youth. And the last point that Pelayoet has left off on is he said, first of all, number one thing that we have to educate our children in is to be happy with less. That's number one. And that involves very often to rebuke our children. We have to discipline our children. Part of the job and responsibility of a parent is to be in authority. A parent has to be an authority figure in the children's lives. None of the, the children can just trample on the, on the parents and, and do whatever they want. The parents must be an authority figure. But it has to be tochachat megula me'ahava mesuteret. It has to be right, outward discipline, but with love coming from the heart. The love must penetrate the discipline, and the child must see and they must know and be confident that this discipline that I'm receiving from my father, the discipline that I'm receiving from my mother, is coming from a place of love. Which often means that a parent also has to explain themselves. It's the job of a parent to explain why I'm giving you discipline, why am I stopping you from engaging in this activity, or why am I encouraging you to do X, Y, and Z. You have to explain yourself. You owe it to your children to show to them that that which you are doing comes from a place of love. And sometimes there are things they don't want to do and they have to do. Sometimes, sometimes there are things that they want to do and they shouldn't be part of and they shouldn't do. And you have to stop them and you have to show them that you're doing it from a place of love. shifto sone beno. Mishle said, Peleoet brought up this paradigm. It's, you know, it's a famous line in English also. They say, spare the rod, you spoil the child. But, uh, the language of Mishle is longer, is, uh, is more elaborate. If you hold back your rod, you spare your, your discipline of your children. You hate your child. If you're not willing to discipline your child, if you're not willing to be an authority figure, that shows that you hate your child. Because you let their Yetzer Hara run wild and you let them do whatever they want. And someone who loves his child, he brings him discipline. He brings him, uh, brings him Musar. Again, we're not, we don't, that doesn't mean that today you should actually use the rod. The rod is a mashal. Remember, it's the book of Mishle. The book of Mishle. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a parable. It's an example. It's an example. Not that you're literally hitting, but that you're disciplining them. You're stopping, you're stopping them from engaging in bad behavior. You're encouraging them to get into good habits and into proper habits. umad, and go and learn. David Go learn what happened to David Amelech Avshalom with his son Avshalom. David Amelech, the the Navi, the prophet, it says very very famously that when Avshalom was beginning his rebellion against David Amelech, he rebelled against his own father to take his throne and he ch chased David, David Amelech away 
And what does the Navi say? What does the Prophet say when it introduces the whole story? It says, Asher lo atzavo aviv miyavav miyamav lemor madua kacha asita. Why did Avshalom have the arrogance to be willing and able to do this? Why did Avshalom? Where did I, where did Avshalom come and get this from? I'm gonna rebel against my. I'm gonna overthrow my own father and chase him. chase him out of his throne. It says because David Amalek did not discipline him. Lo atzavo. It says lo atzavo aviv. David could never handle seeing his child sad. He couldn't handle seeing his child upset. Lemor madua kachazir is saying, why did you do that? How did you do that? How could you do that? If sometimes a parent's mercy for their child, you have so much love for your child, you can't, you're not willing to see them sad. You're not willing to see them upset for a few short minutes. But you destroy the child. That, that, that mercy and that love ruins the child. There's a verse in Echa, and we have Tisha B'Av uh, coming up. Um, and there's a very, very sad uh, verse in Echa, which describes the times of the destruction um, in Yerushalayim. Uh, there was so much hunger, there was so much starvation um, in, in Yerushalayim, unfortunately, that it says that there, there were mothers who were cooking their children. In order to be able to survive, they they had nothing else. There was no, that that that's how depressing, that's how horrible, horrible the situation was in Yerushalayim in the times of the Beit Hamikdash. Now Pele Yoetz takes this verse and he and he uses it uh, again as a mashal, as a parable for education, where he says Nashim Those women, it's the same thing for fathers. Who were too merciful and they, they couldn't stand seeing the, the pain of their children they cooked their children you think that you're merciful you think that by by holding back by not saying anything to your child by not saying anything to them you know, uh, you know i just i want them to be happy i can't stand seeing them sad i can't stand anything sad. i can't i can't stand uh i can't stand uh, the response that they're going to have to my discipline in the end, you cook your children. In the end, they, you, you don't accomplish them being happy with less. They just want more. It just grows and it grows and it grows and they're never satisfied and they're never going to be happy and it's never going to be enough for them and there's no boundaries and there's no limits for them. And if, if children, if, you know, if children don't have respect for their parents, they won't have respect for the law either. They won't have respect for anybody. They won't have respect for their boss at work, and they're not. And they're not. They wouldn't be a good employee. They're not going to have respect for their educators. They're not going to have respect for the police. They're not going to have. And and ultimately, worst of all, worst of all, they won't have respect for Hashem. They won't have respect for a God in this world. And the the respect for for parents that a child has is a symbol for the the respect of Hashem, for the respect of God that we have to have. It all starts in the home. Everything, everything starts in the home. Right, Mishle says, a, a, a child has folly in his heart. 
They have all kinds of wild wildness and wild ideas in their heart. Only the rod of discipline is able to distance him. A parent has to be extremely sensitive to where their child is. Also to say, I'm just going to be an authority figure and they're going to listen to everything. I say, well, you could go too far with it. If you're not paying attention to where your son is, if you're not paying attention to where your daughter is, uh, you have to know how much they're able to handle. You also have to know where they are and how much they can handle from you. It's, you have to measure. Ufi shanav, and especially according to their age, and to discipline a, a two-year-old or a three-year-old is not the same as disciplining a teenager. You cannot use the same methods and you can't use the same tactics. Uh, the child is in a different stage in their life. And therefore, he says, Yegalgelimo. Again, it's a beautiful expression. You have to roll with your child. You have to roll where they are. Sometimes with hitting, this was in his generation 200 years ago, obviously not today with actual physical hitting. Sometimes with open rebu- rebuke, with taking them to the side and rebuking them. Sometimes you have to be harsh with them. But sometimes you have to be soft. Sometimes you'll be more effective speaking harshly and giving them a shock. And sometimes you'll be more effective speaking softly to them and having a soft private conversation with them. Sometimes you have to give them gifts. You have to encourage their good behavior. Whenever you see them doing something great, encourage them, give them a gift for it. I'm so happy. You made me so proud. Take them out to dinner. And sometimes it's with words of affirmation, with words of praise, with words of encouragement. You see them going through a, a difficult uh, time in their life. If they're going through a difficult moment, give them encouragement. Show that you support them. Show that you're with them. This is rolling with your child through the stages of their life. And you have to teach them manners. Part of the responsibility of a, a parent is to Teach your children manners. Don't expect them to learn manners from the internet. It's not, it's not, YouTube is not going to teach good manners. That they should distance themselves from being brazen. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be stubborn. Right? You have to, we have to teach. Part of our responsibility as parents is teach our children not to be stubborn. To learn how to have to let things go here and there. Teach them the value of knowing how to receive insults without answering. Every time you receive an insult, that does not mean that you have to answer. It doesn't have to mean you have to, re- you have to respond. If there is a person that doesn't have the freedom of will, right? because people in our nature, you know, the, again, natural tendency is, if somebody responds, you have to give it back. Somebody gives you, it's tit for tat. If they said to you, you have to, say, you have to throw one back at them. Part of why Hashem gave us Salam Elohim, Hashem endowed us with the spirit of Hashem and He gave us wisdom and He gave us knowledge. Control. Control. You don't always have to answer right away. It's not always going to accomplish what you want if you answer right away. So we have to teach that to our children. We have to teach that. The Gemara says, those who can receive insults and know how to not answer in the moment. Right? They hear their disgrace, sometimes they hear their shame, and unfortunately kids can sometimes go through this in school, and different, in, uh, 
with their friends, with their siblings, with those around them, and to teach them the value of knowing how to not respond sometimes, to still stand for yourself, not to be rolled out, to stand, but you don't have to answer in the moment right away. Right? Those who love Hashem will always be as strong as the sun. And you're not going to be a prisoner. A person who always has to answer is a prisoner. Because they have no control over themselves. They have no, no control over how they're going to respond. Okay, we're going to have to pause over there. So we have to start Shacharit. And uh, we're going to continue tomorrow in good health. Have a happy, happy Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,